0: Thank you. Test too much. We have our friend Steven back. Steven Howdy. joined us. How you doing, Stephen? I'm, I'm doing great. He's very well. Stephen joined us uh, about two months ago now. And yeah. We, uh, just started to scratch the surface of uh, Amy McPherson's story. But it, that episode is more about we kind of had to cover the, the base of uh, talking about Pentecostalism. Right. Um, for a lot of our listeners, um, uh, especially, well, myself included, I didn't really know too much about that uh church tradition um it's uh it was was interesting to kind of find out about it before we even dive into the history so um we started to scratch the service with amy mcpherson so we'll get into that in this episode um but uh i guess we'll start out we had uh Mm -hmm. we we kind of do a fun thing every time steven's on the show we like to that is the fun
1: thing let's be yeah that is the fun
0: (laughs) thing. (laughs) so we need to we, we like to uh uh, you know, just kind of put that in every once in a while that, to let it, people know that we're, we're human here at talk protest too <laughs> much. We're not just scholarly, not that scholars aren't human. They definitely are. <laughs> so, uh, what was our, uh, topic? It was, uh, the three foods, three foods you hate a three. Okay. Three foods we hate, right? Oh, yeah. We've done uh, we did an episode on favorite theologians and mm-hmm. the beginning of this episode is on foods we hate. Yeah. So, um,
1: you do, the, on, you do the honors, man. You're okay, the guest. great. Yeah. So, uh, number one, and I, you know, hate is a strong word. I like a lot of foods. I'm not very picky, but there are some ways some foods are made that I, I just won't do again. Uh, chickpeas in a soup. Okay. I like hummus. I'm not. A, I don't hate chickpeas, but chickpeas in a soup where the consistency is soup and then this wet nut, I don't like it. It's weird, and I don't need a crunch in my soup. So that's number one for me.
0: I don't think I've ever had a...
1: Absolute red flag. It's... No, I won't. Well, but... <laughs> the only reason... I, I've had it recently, and it was... Well, I haven't had it recently. I avoided having it recently because I looked at it, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, my wife, we uh, we get HelloFresh pretty regularly. They're sponsored the podcast, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, we get HelloFresh, and so she got this recipe, and I used to be pretty, like... Into watching what we were getting, and now she just orders everything. And she got this recipe that had it this soup that had chickpeas as one of the main ingredients. And I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So that's definitely number one for me.
0: Uh, and hell yeah, hello. We 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 get HelloFresh too. Sure. Um,
1: and uh, they we, should sponsor the
0: podcast, <laughs> right? We should look into that. Yeah. We're very DIY right now, a do-it-yourself podcast type thing. But we really need to uh, uh, explore things that's like it. that. But uh, yeah, we get HelloFresh. But well, we we always get. Pastas, is different kinds of pastas, that mm. great for that. Um, not to sound like a running ad for them, but
1: uh, we we yeah. just save the we save the <laughs> recipes and then go to the store and you know re recreate the recipe for like you know fraction yeah. of the price because
0: they give you the recipe That's printed good. out. And I've had people at uh, work ask me because um, I took something what I what what was it um, some type of pasta with some certain kind of cheese on it. Mm. I. I I didn't know what the cheese was because my wife made it <laughs> and a uh, co like, what's, what's on that? What you... Cause they are going to make it, you know, they are like trying to figure out what goes into that. Cause I'm just going to go home and make Cause
1: that. Cause they assume, you right? know, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know either. So, uh, but I looked into, it. I sent him a, and I sent him a screenshot of the, uh, or a picture of the recipe. So, hmm. so, okay. Uh, what's number two,
1: number two for me. So, hmm. uh, greens, like whenever someone offers me greens, not something really? that is green, but greens, <clears throat> I have never liked them. We used to eat oh. them for New Year's. It was like a traditional thing with the black-eyed peas and the collard greens, and I've, I've never liked them. I didn't like them as a kid. A lot of things I hated as a kid, I grew up and now I like. That is not one of them. You got to like
0: get it from the right place. Though. You ever been to <sighs> Mother's in New Orleans? I have not. It's like a historic well, it's been there a long time, and it's a it's kind of a staple of New Orleans. Interesting. And every time Rachel introduced me to it, and my wife, and um, yeah, their greens are the best greens I've ever had, and but if some I go of somewhere... the best, like probably one of the best foods I've ever had. It's wow, so good! Was I'll, it? I will say that.
1: What's that? What was the food? What was the entree? you had? <sighs> what was it?
0: Maybe it was a it was a ham. I don't know. <laughs> you don't eat ham, but whatever it was, I I mean, I literally got the next time I went there. What I ordered was based on it having greens on wow. the. Uh, yeah, it was very. See, good.
1: that's my thing. Like if I'm going to go to a nice restaurant like that, my wife and I have this ongoing debate about uh, you know meatless burgers and things like that. And her position is something like, um, "Look, it's you don't compare it to a hamburger. Enjoy it for what it is, and it's delicious. A bean, mm-hmm. a black bean burger, that kind of thing." But for me, if I'm somewhere that has burgers. I'm not going to order a black bean burger. <laughs> right. I'm going to order a burger. So that's right. kind of, if I'm gonna, if I'm at, was it, was a place? Uh, Mother's? Mother's. If I'm at Mother's, I'm going to get like a steak or whatever the thing is. Right. Well, so is that their it's thing? It's soul
0: food. Oh. And so greens is beef? part of that. Yeah. They get it all, man. Just, mm. I'm just get a little,
1: you know, little side little of it of
0: with the rest and just try it. Okay. It's So good. Um, really great place. So,
1: well, all right uh, number three for me is uh salad i'm not a salad person <laughs> i'll say healthy salads if it's covered in like fruit and a a nice balsamic vinaigrette i'll enjoy that very much but uh, i i don't do salads most of the time i kind of i don't feel like a full grown-up because of that i feel like I i'm only say. partially an adult that I, I your
0: list surprises me man like i mean i get the greens because i mean i've until i had greens at that plant right. and others i didn't and then um yeah what chickpea uh yeah wet chick wet chickpea. Chickpea. yeah i i think i've had that it was like uh i mean i just feel like i try all kinds of things whenever and wherever and right I just, well, if i, I can make redeem it myself
1: a little bit it was hard to come up with the list because i do i i'm not very picky because you like, like a lot, lot of food, stuff yeah. so uh
0: but salad that that's probably the most price because it's so common Fair, like, everyone needs a salad or yeah but there's lots of just bad, like, a lot of, like, typical house salads I'm not into. I'm just like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll eat a bite to make my... And it's kind of a guilt thing. You make yourself, you know, feel oh, yeah. good. You've
1: got to eat some salad. You know.
0: So, uh, I guess my... Okay, my three... Avocados one. Mm, I don't, I'm not a good... Really? Mi- I'm not a good millennial. I was gonna say, you the toast. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not a good millennial in, in many ways. I, I don't mind carpet, you know. Uh, people millennials are really into like wooden wood floors. Mm, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know. It's like comfortable to walk on a carpet.
1: <laughs> well, you can lay down on the carpet. <laughs> our, see, we have we have, you know, wood or fake wood floors in our in our apartment and we just went out and bought a rug for all the rooms. So we buy our own carpet right. and bring it in. Yeah, know, there you go. Kind
0: of yeah, I, I get it. Carpet gets gets gross over time and it's high maintenance to you know, mess with it, change it, whatever, I guess. Mm. Um but and we're all we're all hardwood hardwood floors too. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why I went off on that. I was just saying <laughs> like there's some things that millennials are as a millennial tendency, and I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm an exennial, the the, so the yeah, '80s babies that like Oregon early. Trail. I don't know. My sister's at that she, Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you, yeah, and you're yeah. We're 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 the same age. Yeah, but, but um yeah I don't know. So, um. Uh. So. Oh what I say, oh avocado. Okay. That's and, one. And then yeah. the, the next, um Oh, what what was the next one? I'm like drawing a Oh, I wrote
1: mine down. Oh, avocado good. was one. But yeah. that's a good fat. Go ahead, sorry.
0: Okay. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. I like to- I did not write my three down. And I feel like uh so silly. Maybe we should like go in <laughs> go into the and then I'll remember that. Yeah, let's, remember. Roll,
1: let's roll, man.
0: All right, let's roll. Um I love it. So, uh, and, and like, one of it was, like, I had to look it up. I had to look up, like, worst foods. (laughs) And, like, seriously. And um, oh, I hate that for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I I hate that for sure. I don't like that. Uh, Because, like you, I'm not a picky eater. And so it was really something oh, one was well-done steak.
1: Okay, yes. Well done. I agree. Burnt steak.
0: Burnt steak, that's what it is. Dry. Rare and medium rare. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, depending on the place, depending on. Absolutely. Who's cooking it?
1: Um, Sometimes, if you order it rare, they give it to you medium rare because they're scared that you're not gonna. Kind of like if you go to some right. like if you go to like you know Vietnamese restaurant or Indian restaurant, especially, and you order you want it spicy, they don't really believe you. They're like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna back off a little bit. See if you're like, no, 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 please bring it to me as spicy as you can make it, and right. then they're
0: like, okay. Well, see, I don't. I know you. I know you said that but with the rare, yeah piece. Yeah. I don't know if it works because. If I order rare and they give it to me medium rare, I'm just, well, like, I guess I'll just, like, tell them extra rare next time. <laughs> <Like I'll, laughs> or I don't, yeah. Um, not, I
1: don't know. See, my concern is like if I order it medium rare, they're <clears throat> going to bring it to me, like, medium or overdone a little bit. Yeah. And that's no fun. So I, I order, you know, rare, rare just in the hopes. Yeah. That it'll be close. Uh,
0: all right. So I had avocado and uh, well done steak yeah. and. Uh, oh, I remember it now. Jello, I hate Jello.
1: <laughs> I hate it. Like oh, I do not this. get Jello. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Um, can, I, can I tell? Can I share something with you? That, sure. That okay? So whenever I tell people this, it's one of those things you have as a kid, and you assume that everyone does it all the time because it's just a part of your life. Whenever we got sick as a kid, my mom would make us hot Jello. Hot Jello. So Is that like. Isn't that what all jello is before it? Yes. Cool? yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead of adding the cold water, you add more hot water, and it served like a very fruity, thick tea. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, and yeah, I everyone I've told about that has been like, Are you what? That's disgusting. Actually, it's pretty good. And as an adult, I have made myself hot jello when I was nice. feeling under the weather, and it is it is nice.
0: Nice. Um, so uh, those are the three worst foods for each of us. And uh, we are also drinking whiskey right now. We might as well no, just put we that out there because I admitted that, I confessed that in our <laughs> a recent episode with uh, uh, Isaac from Middle, Miserable Offenders. Um, we, we were talking about how in our Pentecostal episode, we, we just kept going. on. It was our longest episode yet yep. to the day. We, we don't intend this one on, on being that long. No. Well, we'll see. Uh, but we'll see what the spirit does. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh he he joked like, Oh, well when you're slain in the spirit, you just keep going and going, mm-hmm. like, well, we weren't really slain in the spirit. We were drinking whiskey and just having a good right. time and laughing together, and it just turned into an hour and a half and we just <laughs> had to like wrap it up. So, uh I get, so on that note, yeah. we will totally move on. Um, so we scratched the surface of Amy McPherson we talked a little yeah. bit about her early years, which so far I have to admit those are kind of my favorite years about her to read because she's um she goes through this atheist phase. I mean, she was like the biggest, one of the biggest, the biggest evangelist of yeah. the early part of the 20th century, you know, before Billy Graham comes in mid 20th century. She's the biggest one and she's female, which makes it like all the more interesting, right? Cause it was male dominated thing. And she also, um, but she, in her younger years, she went through a skeptical phase and atheist phase and even like gotten arguments with her pastor, embarrassed her parents and family, Uh, at the Methodist church she was raised in, even though she went to become like a very big uh, evangelist and um, total like biblical inerrantist, really. Mm -hmm. Like there's um, how she went. I mean, it's just interesting that she went through a phase like that. Um, So, uh, and there were some other things. Her early uh, mission trip um, and the death of her first husband to Mm -hmm. malaria. Who he was, they were only 50 years old. I didn't realize. Oh, he was that there. much she older. He was than like her?
1: not twenty, I think, and he was fifty. And they went to. They went, yeah,
0: the Daniel Mark Epstein book, which will make another show note for us in the previous yeah. episode. He, I don't, I don't remember if I remember uh, that age gap being mentioned in it. That. I actually.
1: think I read that. I was reading through some stuff in preparation. And I want to say that I read that off the Smithsonian's website. They had a couple articles about it. Uh, so. Okay. Anything else about her early years that? No, I mean, just the, I mean, she was a, she, you know, went like with the atheist phase. And to me, like, I'm looking at like connections in her life, right? And she's always, was always cutting against the grain and doing things yeah. differently, almost, almost to be different. Right. But, and she didn't do anything like, not like everything was 120%, everything. Yeah. And uh, that, that comes through. Once you get those few facts about her, the rest of her story makes sense. You know, yeah, and,
0: it's it's always an alpha personality, right? Yes, and even that early rebellious phase, yes, was a manifestation of that alpha personality.
1: And yeah. I mean, you you brought up the fact, you know, she's a, she's a female, and in that era, it wasn't you know there was no kind of girl power thing. Right. It was you're supposed to do these things, be a good wife, obey your parents, you know, don't cause trouble. Right. And she's a free thinker, and she's you know um reading stuff understanding and has the the uh the courage to question and challenge things which Mm -hmm. you know that's uh that's just she's a very fascinating person for that reason
0: and entrepreneurial right in a sense um Mm -hmm. and you know some of the big names in ministry more in the modern era i would say past century and there have some of them have been like the entrepreneurial types i personally i've always you know Struggle with that because I don't really consider myself uh, <laughs> to have any like streak of that, whatever you, but, um, but, you know, uh, so she, she had that and that's, um, she starts, I mean, she goes on these revivals. She, she's all over the place in the country uh, in the tent revival scene, which was a common thing, uh, but she had, a, she got kind of a big following in that way, but she ends up uh, starting the Angelus temple. Mm-hmm. Uh what
1: was that the early 20s? Or? Yes, yeah, okay. early 20s and uh it was massive like everything else with her. It was a 5300 seat like auditorium. And you mentioned earlier that she was like, you know, a, a very famous evangelist. She was very famous, full stop. Like she was more famous and more well known than a lot of movie stars and other celebrities at her right. time. And it was because she knew that these like These uh, tent revivals were drawing crowds and she just added that showmanship to it. Right. And when you add showmanship to people already coming, you know, then it's like, oh, this is interesting and new and fascinating. And, you know, um, she didn't seem to have those uh, those guards up against like what people would consider to be sacrilegious or flashy. Right. And so when you take those off, people people came from all over and she was able to raise the money. Uh, to buy that building and construct it, and it was this massive, massive thing. You
0: know, it's I mean that you mentioned that she, at her in her day, was more well known than a lot of movies. I mean, it's hard for us to fathom now because I mean, she's not really a household name. It depends. I mean, for people with depends on the household, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so she she has Angelus Temple, and then she had a disappearance. Yeah, uh, and this is after, this is after her second marriage. Her second marriage ended.
1: Yeah, her second her second marriage ended right before, like right when she was getting started mm-hmm. with the uh, with the revivalist ministry. And she drove around in this car that she had like hung, you know, Jesus is coming soon mm-hmm. signs from. And so she basically got a taste of uh, of the life on the road and um, you know the crowds and the energy of all of that. This is me obviously assuming some things, but the timeline is that she does a couple of those and then she takes her kids and leaves the husband, and then goes full time into doing this. So you can okay. you can draw what you will from that, but but she seemed to be uh, you know really in love with that kind of lifestyle and in love yeah. with you know the energy of. Of hundreds and thousands of people, like, you know, all gathered together, staring at her, waiting for, you know, God to do something through her. And she was really... Yeah, and
0: and, um, having been... I mean, I played in, like, I played in a couple bands. Uh, We did not draw the crowds that Amy Simple McPherson (laughs) did. You
1: didn't wear the nurses outfit. (laughs) I didn't wear the nurses outfit.
0: (laughs) That would have been... I'm sure there's been bands where... uh, <laughs> the bass player wore a nurses outfit but um yeah i mean we you know i mean bar, bars as big as little room rumor like uh you know uh filming and we'd have like a few people and they'd be like all cheering the sun and like there's that feeling like there's that feeling of a i know it's, this is ridiculous this is not a good analogy at all but there's that feeling of like being liked and there's that yeah. feeling of like having what you're doing be appreciated and just um it's not—it's not, it's not a necessarily a narcissist thing, but it's like its because it's, it's not about you; it's about what you're creating, putting out, and people are liking it. Now, of
1: course, but we have a hard time separating what we create from ourselves, so that's right, the thing yeah, you have true. to do, especially when criticism—something <clears throat> right. you have created arises. You don't ever—the natural assumption when someone criticizes something you've made is not to assume that oh, they're just—they're just attacking that. you always assume they're attacking you.
0: Right. And right. the same
1: is true the other way. When you make something great, people can be excited about the thing that you've made but you take it personally. And that's mm-hmm. why you get that.
0: There's a danger in that. Yeah. And I, and I think, and again, you to be reading things into Amy's.
1: Not life. as bad as some people. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hold
0: that thought because we will uh, definitely explore that. Um, but you know, Amy's a, it's a different example than what I just gave. Cause she's doing minutes. She's a minister and she's yeah. doing ministry. Um, but she's drawing these big crowds. And, and I think, yeah, it's uh, what do you take personally? What do you take to your head? Uh, in ministry, you have any, you have even a finer line to walk mm. with that um, because Amy McPherson aside, you may like preach a great sermon mm. um, and get a lot of compliments. Um, you know, that's happened to me. Uh, it's also happened to me where I preached a sermon. I didn't think it was that good. And
1: I don't remember getting a lot of compliments. <laughs> I didn't get any criticisms, right? But the weird thing when you when you preach one that you think you just bombed and people are like, That was so great, that thing you said. I remember that three years ago. That, that has been, happened that's yeah, weird. You're like, that oh, is okay. Weird.
0: Well, then you gotta trust the I mean it's not really your right uh, it, you know, it's it's you're inspired to to, you know, I, hopefully any good preacher prays for that, that it's uh, you know, God's word and his will mm-hmm. his will be done, his word be heard, and you know, uh you're the vessel for that. Right. Um and I think Amy did that. Uh, genuinely yeah. in, in a lot of her life. Um, but given the nature of her ministry, which is very flashy and very uh, drawing the big crowds and uh, was kind of, you know, she was, it was kind of Amy centric in a way. Yes. I mean, well, that's, I'm, I'm dumb. Like, it was very much, is, yeah. Putting
1: yeah, it lightly.
0: Yeah, Putting it lightly. Yeah. There is a cult of personality, heavy cult of personality aspect to her, to her ministry. And so uh, I think that really, uh, that really kind of brings us to the controversial, the many controversies and controversial aspects of her
1: uh, life and ministry.
0: And um, where was I going with that? I guess just uh,
1: well, I mean, hmm. part of part of that, like part of the issue or part of the reason for her her massive celebrity was that if you think about what the Pentecostal movement was was doing at that time, these people felt like this is the Book of Acts you know reopened and we're right. in what chapter 27 you know yeah, and it's right. like it's been closed for all this time and now the holy spirit's moving again so these are like almost like the new apostles and these right. are and it, even though the whole concept of of pentecostalism and and of you know acts 2 is that the spirit of god you know is is in every believer right and working through every believer that's the whole basic concept we still have this desire to look to the super people, you know the ones right. that really have it and that are really doing it, and right. um, you know, kind of like the children of Israel uh, in that passage where they they decide that even though everything's going really well, they want a king because everyone yeah, else has right. one. They want one person at the top to be able yeah. to. And look their, who they get. Yeah, they get <laughs> not
0: Saul. comparing Amy to Saul, but no, really, <laughs> at all.
1: But but people can't handle that. I don't think yeah. people can really handle what she had to carry. Um, yeah. And, and the, 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 the eyes of everyone and the, uh, uh, the expectations and the hopes of people literally bringing relatives to her that were, you know, at death's door and that couldn't walk Mm -hmm. or, and trusting in her to do something about it. Right. And you know, if you're not successful, it's got to crush you. If you're successful, how does it not go to your head? How does it not go to
0: your head? Yeah. And, um, and I remember again in the Epstein book, which we'll make a note of, um, his description of uh, the miracle again there's lots of accounts of them and, and like he even like he was even I, I like the way he described them because he said he was trying to give all benefit of the doubt to skepticism on
1: it mm-hmm.
0: all benefit of the doubt and he realizes he's trying to, to write a he's not trying he's not writing like a defense of all her so called miracles or miracles and he's not trying to like present her in all the positive light but he i mean i think he did a really well-balanced job and uh, I, I recommend anyone read the book or it's on it's on audible as well you can listen to it uh but he said you know th- this the the mountain of evidence as far as like reporting goes on these uh miracles and some some the people like actually remained ill they just thought they were Ill. the others were actually genuinely healed. Um, not coming from a tradition where that's something we do on Sundays. We don't have a healing ministry in that sense. We pray for healing and stuff in, in the Anglican tradition, but, uh, it's just, when I read that, it's like, I'm really, you know, I, I do, I had, you know, I have to believe miracles happen. Um, so, but that part was interesting. But so talking about his book, I thought it was well balanced. And I, I would recommend that book as far as anyone who wants to read or listen to an audiobook book about her life and ministry uh, from the beginning to the end, what I <laughs> what I would not recommend <laughs> is a movie that yep. Stephen and I both endured. Endured today, <laughs> we watched it today. I have to admit, I did not even finish the movie You tapped out. <laughs> I tapped out of it <laughs> only because I watched. Okay, so we're talking about the movie Sister Amy, and uh, before, I, before I tell my there are story, there's two
1: like, of I'll, them. I'll, and one of them was put out a while ago, and it was his sister Amy, A Life of Something, but Oh. the 2019 that we watched. Yeah, the 2019, yeah.
0: the recent film biopic, biopic whatever. of her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's have a few of your thoughts on oh it my. before I get into my...
1: <laughs> oh my Well, I just want to say to their credit, and this is probably the only thing I will say to the credit of the, the filmmakers, it <laughs> is they started the the movie off, and one of the one of the uh, during the opening credits. They said that this, they claimed five and a half percent truth, <laughs> yeah, in what was about to unfold on the screen. Five and a half percent. Everything else is, they said, uh, you know, imagination. Yeah, it or, was five
0: and a half percent truth. The rest is
1: imagination. The rest is So they at least admitted it, and it was it was very <laughs> imaginative. Um, they it, it starts off very you know a couple of stark scenes. Amy is un, is on stage and the people are in her auditorium this would be at angela's temple Mm -hmm. and they're in uh they're in the auditorium and they're chanting for her to heal this woman this elderly woman who cannot walk and she finds herself unable to do it and you see the internal struggle and she just changes the subjects and ushers the lady off stage and begins to sing a song and it was just a weird thing and uh in the next scene, she goes backstage and just has—you know—she has sex with this guy. She didn't even know he was yeah. just happened to be there, and so that's how the film opens up. And it was—was was that
0: the same guys? And, and before I, uh, spoiler alert—we're we, not going to. This is all. Well, yeah. This, yeah, just I was going to say what well, we we may not spoil a lot, but we may spoil a lot. So. uh uh if, if you're you can go you can pause and go watch and come back Absolutely. so Absolutely. go ahead steven then you may not want to come no back, but was know. this guy that she uh, had s-e-x with you know i'm I actually gonna we might x. have to put an x an e for explicit on oh, this my. episode which is fine which is fine it's sub- my, it
1: would be my fault every, no it's
0: every podcast i listen to has <laughs> a e because something pops up when i have to make it explicit and that's fine this will be our
1: it's fine. So this is our after, after hour <laughs> This is our E episode that's for Doth right. protest too much.
0: Uh, so the guy that she has sex with
1: <laughs> is it, is it, it the,
0: is it the reporter or so is it a he's different a, guy? He
1: is a journalist. A writer is how they depict him, and it's, it is the guy that later on, spoiler alert, uh, they accuse her of running off to Mexico with. Oh, it, okay, so that's it is that guy. Yes, yep. yep, and that's what that's what happens. But uh, the film just fills in and makes up a lot of stuff. And I understand like creative license. And I understand, you know, we don't know what was said and we don't know all right. these so, private <clears throat> moments right in her life. Um, but it was a very cynical, very cynical take. It was, um, you know, they, they definitely did not attribute any, anything good to what she was doing or her mm. ministry. It was all basically like this person is a fraud and she's tired of being a fraud. So she, she, commits one more fraud, i.e. faking her own death, to run away, mm-hmm. and then winds up finding it too difficult on the road, away from her people and away from the life that she had grown to love. And so she comes back and commits another fraud and claims to have been kidnapped and held for ransom uh, in Mexico. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so, thank you. Because we had similar thoughts. We didn't know we actually both... We originally, like, Stephen was going to share like a lot of because no, he's done like, he's just been the Amy researcher. He could write a thesis yeah. on Amy McPherson at this point. I want that in the credits this. <laughs> since <episode>. 2021 began. <laughs> just because, like, back when we, well, before 20, we did it, the first episode and he did all this research yeah. on Amy McPherson. Uh, I was kind of drawn to doing an episode on it because I always seen like these, like, you know, these images, this, this like, very, uh, it reminded me of that old, like, expressionist film cinematography, the pictures mm-hmm. I'd see of her and her elaborate set pieces, and it was kind of spooky in a way, but it was also mm-hmm. very cool and interesting. So I was like, who is this? this is some minister evangelist I've seen these pictures of. But anyways. so, uh, but yeah, Stephen's done a lot of research, but he actually ended up watching the movie today, mm-hmm. and I did, so I, I tried, I had like an hour and a half downtime at work, but ended up, ended up only turning into 50 minutes, got the nature of ministry, and so I, I was able to watch 50 minutes. Maybe it was an hour of the movie. Mm-hmm. Even though, I, I yeah, I can't be... It's not my right to be the critic, I guess, yet. Because I didn't watch the whole thing. But <laughs> from what I've watched, I I had a lot of similar feelings. Um. So, yeah, the, so... And I wrote some notes down about it. I'm like, wait, I don't know much about her disappearance. Mm-hmm. I need to find out a little bit uh, more about it. But my biggest thing was a lot of what Stephen just named. I thought it was, um, yeah, a cynical take. Yeah. I thought it, it, it tried to, I think in this thing, I think it was actually trying to make her look good. But in like a lot of today's standards of just being a re- rebel. Right. Badass. Right. right. <laughs> We're going to have to put an explicit <laughs> Just just being like the, the yeah, rebel. No, that's right. That's badass, right. you know and like for me it was steve and i we were talking a little bit before the episode i was like so uh it really presented amy as having a very double life yeah and like for me like the way i kind of read her like in the epstein book mm-hmm. and the way i just even from the documentaries even with all the scandals and her imperfections and even just the the frankly some of the just the, just the bad uh stuff yeah i didn't see it didn't feel like she was like Living living the double life, but more that she was just paradoxical and complicated, and had some messed up things about her. And did some, yeah. sure some messed up things, but um, I think she had a lot of authentic ministry right. as well. You right. know, and so I think yes, it was kind of cynical, and, and you know, I think it, it kind of it was kind of a symptom. I think it reminded me just broadly about how a lot of. Uh, filmmaking and a lot of the press and a lot of Hollywood they right. don't really capture religious topics too well anyways so no. they couldn't really you know they didn't they didn't have the language for that you know they kind of just presented like they were just basically talking about a celebrity who used religion for yeah
1: you know well if you it's almost <clears> like and they're kind of in a rock and a heart between a rock and a hard place too because if you present religion in too positive a light then it seems like you're putting on an apologetic for what she believes, sure, right. So I, I understand that it's it is frustrating though because I feel like you can't get, uh, you know, you don't see a kind of neutral perspective. You always see a except a, a, a the Epstein little...
0: book is a total. I'm, I, I'm like, maybe I have read it, that. I need it to read It is so like, good, so balanced. Yeah, and, and I think, I think, yeah, I, I don't think he's Christian. So I think he's, <laughs> like, but he's like,
1: really, he really like understands the theology. Wow. Like, well, well, I'm sorry, Seymour. No, no, <laughs> I was, I was going to say like, you know, you made a good point saying that she does. <laughs> by today's standards of being a strong independent kind of roguish not following the rules adventurous woman like she looks good in that light right um they definitely did not make christianity or christians look good sure um the the two types of christians you're going to see in the movie are people that are kind of like um you know that are her, her followers that are fanatical that are um you know, either fanatical or they're, they're desperate and ignorant, yeah. or you're going to see the people profiteering off of their fanaticism and ignorance, you know, i.e. guys like Billy Sunday, they did not right. present him
0: well. They did not present, they, they didn't present the him other, too well, did they?
1: Yeah. They didn't present any, any Christian people as intelligent, reasonable. They're all either, you know, sheep or wolves. Right. And that's pretty much, um, very, yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah, and, and I think that dismisses the point so much of, um, I mean, everyone knows that human beings are complicated and everyone knows that we have different sides of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think religion speaks to, spirituality speaks to that a, a lot right. more than we need to realize. And the, the Christian faith speaks to that a lot. Um, I just think of the, you know, the the we talk about people with scandals and controversies, we the Bible's littered with people, everyone except for Jesus um, right. is has you know a former life, something they leave behind, mm. something they're not too proud of, something they're uh, you know ashamed of or have to come to terms with
1: yeah.
0: a flaw, you know whatever however whatever you want to call it. So um, I mean and I think David
1: makes her look like a saint. Yeah, I guess I so. Mean, right. I mean, murder and adultery and right. all sorts of other stuff. I mean, he, you know, the things we know about David in his life, uh, it, it, it. She didn't do things to that degree that were that that yeah. were that bad. She, David
0: didn't murder anyone. Um,
1: Amy didn't murder anyone. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. David. Yeah. David, David, <laughs> David
0: murdered. Amy did not. Yeah. Except. Amy, except <laughs> that's what I was getting my head about. My brain was racing in the movie. Spoiler alert, I mean we've already said that, so I mean if you shouldn't be surprised now. Um, but if you like this show, you probably won't like the movie. So say <laughs> you like this show, you won't like the movie. That's right. Yes. If you are a Doth <laughs> Protest too much person, you are not a 2019 Sister Amy movie person. Uh there were but yeah, you mentioned there was a 2006 Sister Amy movie. I guess yeah. I'm I'm a little curious to see that. I heard or sorry, I saw that there was a nineteen seventy-six movie called yeah. The Disappearance of Amy, the disappearance of Amy. Okay. I don't think, think it's, so. I think it just said Amy. Mm-hmm. Betty Davis is in it. I, <laughs> I share a birthday with her. So I'm just, uh, so i have always we'll known. call
1: her up. Let's do a watch show. We'll, it's a, we'll, we'll watch it together. We, we should know, watch
0: yeah. it. made. <laughs> Someone said it was made for TV. And I'm like, did they have made for TV? This is like 1974, I think. Right. Was there made for TV movies in 74? I guess BBC did movies in 74. yeah, I got, oh, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, Betty Davis. Uh, and I love old movies, so I'm, I'd be curious because Betty mm-hmm. Davis is, it. Faye Dunaway's in it, okay. and I heard that movie made Betty Davis hate Faye Dunaway. I guess <sighs> as they worked in the movie, I, so it, it's interesting. I think okay. Betty Davis plays uh, Mindy Minnie Kennedy, okay, the, the mom, the mom, um, yeah. So, but yes, back to the twenty nineteen film which we've been talking about. Uh, there's yeah, there's a murder in it.
1: Yeah, and it, it, you could call it self defense. <clears throat> You know, potentially, sure. um, just based on the situation, and that was a whole. it was a whole weird. That was a whole weird bit there. But there was, yeah, just like uh, you know, uh, illicit relationships. Uh, she shot a guy in the chest down in Mexico, and, and then partnered up with someone who killed the other five guys. And yeah, it was like it was a lot, a lot of liberty licenses. a lot of creative
0: license, <laughs> and. It's kind of bold. I, mean, I, was, I was telling Stephen before, I'm like, man, if I, if I was like, you know, Amy McPherson's grandchild around today, I saw this, I might be like, uh, wow, why yeah. do you like, you know, so I don't know. out you know, people can, may have different feelings.
1: on I was a little uncomfortable. The, I was so, like, really? So I, was I was surprised. I was surprised. The whole thing, the whole, the whole movie is basically shot timeline wise when she meets the guy that she runs to Mexico with and then faking her drowning and then being in mexico and then coming home that's the whole movie and the rest is shot through flashbacks um to her ministry and all that kind of stuff the previous husbands right they do flashbacks and then they do interviews that the police are conducting to figure out what's happened and so those people that come in for those interviews will tell part of the story okay. and they'll flash back off of that um you know overall that wasn't done poorly i don't think i think that they in terms yeah. of like i didn't feel lost in any Sure. So there's a bone for
0: him. I was I was wanting more of
1: that. Like
0: as I, I, yeah, I, I did. History. Those were like the parts I liked. But
1: you they, shouldn't you shouldn't have to make up stuff to make Amy McPherson's life interesting. No, you shouldn't. That's I mean, what's crazy. It's like you don't need to have a shootout and knifing people all the time. Yeah, and it's fascinating enough just to tell the story. And yeah, take your you know normal little liberty. You move.
0: know what would have been a better movie mm. of that? Mm. The court hearings after. You could have had a courtroom drama Look. of what was going on. Oh my god! That would have been like
1: better than. Can I tell you something I learned today? By the way, you bring up the court. So there was a there was a court case afterward where she was charged with obstruction of justice because so many people were convinced or hiding evidence or fabricating a crime. So many people were convinced that she had faked the whole thing. Well, then the case gets the case gets dropped. I think the prosecution dropped the case mm-hmm. actually. Years later. She's in court again, testifying in favor—I believe—in favor of the judge that presided over her case for uh, for obstruction. Oh, really? Because she had given him a twenty-five thousand dollar, twenty-five hundred dollar check at the time that was going okay. on, and he was he was on the hook for taking bribes and things of that nature. Sure, she defended it as uh, he helped the church with something, and that's sure. why she gave him the yeah. money. But I was like, oh, that may, that adds another layer too of like she's paying the judge, right? At right. the time, it's easy to be cynical. Yeah, it's <laughs> easy to be I mean, um, you know, because you are like, man, there is so many things that she seems willing to do, but that's that's a thing in ministry. I mean, uh, people, there is a lot of things that you know we don't we don't want to you know, uh, a lot of things people are willing to overlook for the sake of the ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of and then that, that's where some issues come in, you know, famous issues with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know different um you know with what with the catholic church and and what they're going right. through with all that stuff i mean it's just trying to, to to cover things up and make things go away for the sake of a greater good right, right. um and how that yeah, can there's be always really that problematic. Yeah. it's definitely a temptation yeah um
0: so that happened in what 1926 or 7 i remember it being yes, in the it was 26 20s.
1: when she uh when she you know okay, was kidnapped or ran away
0: and people, I mean, people literally thought she was like,
1: not raptured. What yes, was, eva- uh, evaporated. Evaporated. What someone
0: said she because she was on the beach. Uh, this dis- when she disappeared for this mm-hmm. time, and and the movie showed it about being her in the desert. And we don't know what happened, but she was on a beach. Last scene, yeah. She disappeared. Yeah. so
1: evaporated was that. The That's that? what was one of the people said in the movie. Again, it could have been could have been made up, but they thought that either, either she had died and God was going to bring her back to life. Like resurrect her, right? Yeah, or which kind of shows there was some fanatical following. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I mean, <laughs> or she was like taken like Enoch or that kind of thing, where she just was no right. more. Um, those were the those one are the of the two few areas. to never taste death. Yeah, right. But the crazy thing is, like, two people died trying to find her body yeah. or save her. Like and one I think of the her film mentioned that too, they did. Yeah, one of her followers uh, was out swimming and he died in the in the surf. Um, and then a a police uh or a rescue worker also died in yeah. swimming trying to i think save the first guy i 'm not sure which happened there but
0: yeah um so this happens in the twenties she comes back there's the she's hey, gone five weeks five weeks five okay. weeks gone um well let 's move on past the disappearance yeah. what's um thirties and forties when did she she died in fifty one or
1: yes mm-hmm. uh is that right. I'm trying to remember the date. That's that's. I feel right. like it was seems the early right. it was 50s. Early 50s. Yeah. And she died um, of an an overdose of sleeping medication. That, that was ruled um, it was ruled accidental that she took too much sleeping medication.
0: Well, that was so. Com- I mean, think of Judy Garland. You think a, right? It was very common. Um, you know, we learned more over time the dangers of overtaking something or overprescribing right. something whatever. To, you know, and some of these were seemingly harmless at you know, at least um, things that people would take, and, and so yeah, I mean, tragic, you know, yeah. Um, people may speculate, oh, was it was there some involvement, you know, we don't know. Uh, but right. but so she's she's alive through the 30s and 40s. What kind of happens to her with her life in ministry during is there any big highlights she, of her 30s so and 40s? So like she
1: or, never got back.
0: Oh, really? She was, yeah,
1: she never. She was trying uh, to, to kind of like come back and bring, bring you know, come in with a bang, you know, and start things up again. She had seemed to have new energy for that. But there was so much controversy and so many people like found it very difficult to to believe her story. Um, and when you had that kind of doubt thrown into it, you know, if, if her magic was that she was viewed as like another apostle or oh. as this, you know, super human, super Christian, you know, super spiritual person. And you have those kinds of you can't have that kind of doubt.
0: Sure. And have a following. Like well, the fallibility is shaken, right? Yes. I mean,
1: and, and anyone when you step out uh, and you've first of all, we all have the tendency to once we believe something, once we hold a, a view or hold a belief, we want to hold on to it. We want to keep holding right, on to right. it. And we have that moment of like, you know, oh man, um, you know, I I voted for them at this point, but now I don't like what they're doing. But do I do I continue supporting, or do I say, yeah, I'm going to back off on the support and just admit that maybe I was wrong there? Like right. that's a, it's hard to do, and we want to we want to not be wrong. And so you have people that maybe in their heads were having a really hard time. It all sounds really fishy. The whole thing. There's no evidence at all of but, any of it. But they're devoted. But they're devoted yeah. and they've given their lives and they can't have they can't have wasted that much of their money, that much of their time, they can't have gotten that excited and it not been real. Yeah. And so but you know, what what do you get with that? You get people that are showing up but they're not in it like they were. They're looking. Sure. They're looking at the exit, they're looking for a way out, they're looking they're looking more suspicious. You to re-earn that. And she never re-earned right. it. She never got back to where she was. And, yeah. Um, you know, so showmanship wouldn't save her. Uh, and so, yeah, it was definitely a diminished thing after that. But it is, it is interesting though because
0: uh, I bet if you, you know, now that I think about it, it, is, you know, I saw all the pictures of her in her, decked out in her, you know, her different costumes and regalia and all this stuff for her. And I do remember that there, a lot of them were they were pictures they were not moving moving film right um and she's big on the radio so i guess that would make the history lines up with that if she kind of never quite came back after the late 20s yeah sound movie sound picture comes in 1929 mm-hmm. 30 31 so i i guess that maybe explains why i haven't seen too much there was, definitely is video footage of her Doing her sermons and her yeah. shticks, I guess in a way, but yeah. uh, I guess it's not too plentiful because I guess I haven't seen too much of it. I'd say it's more so audio recordings. right? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, and she was, she was, she had purchased or had acquired a, one of the you know first licenses to do a television broadcast or early broadcast mm-hmm. like that. She was on the cutting edge of everything her whole life, right. and uh, her story might have been very different. If she had passed away when she had, and she had been right. able to get into to television and broadcasting that way, uh, because, like you say, I mean, because of all the flash and the showmanship, there's only so much you can do, right? Through audio, and I know we're on a podcast right now; it's a little bit ironic, but yeah, uh, <laughs> they can't see what we're wearing; they're not going to be impressed.
0: Um, right, <laughs> but
1: I mean, there's always so much you can do when, when so much of, of what your of your your I hate to say performance, I doesn't mean that in a cynical way, but so much of what you're doing is visual, right? And, uh, and you're doing it on the radio. Yes, people are listening to what you're saying, but they're not getting the full effect of it. But, and yeah. if she had been able to to, to if she had survived and gotten through to that, and maybe been able to reach more people with what she was doing, sure. we she might be even more of a household name yeah. now.
0: Well, I'm sure her even her audio droopy. I mean, that was back in the day. People would hear it and want to go see it. Yeah, um, true. But even, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe she could have been like, um, she could have rivaled. Some, I mean, I think it was Billy Graham. It was the '50s, right? Well, maybe the '60s. Yeah. Day. yeah. Maybe that'll be our next. Uh, you know, next time move we right meet, we'll move yeah. on to Billy Graham. Famous. We'll kind of cover just the big, the famous evangelists, on uh, that media evangelist, right? Yeah.
1: Which um, is really interesting because he had, he had the Billy Graham rule. He had the complete opposite take. He like, no scandal. You oh, he,
0: he lived very stri- strictly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just, you know. And you
1: almost wonder, like, was he looking at this and going, I feel God calling me to, to preach in this medium, but I don't like the way it's being done. Right, Because uh, he, he saw
0: where face. some people may have taken it, you know,
1: and that's still not as much speculation we're doing right now as what was done in the book or the movie. So, <laughs> Sure. I mean, right. We did
0: not take... I mean, we're reading some things into some things, but that movie made up some things oh, yeah. about some things. So, But, you know, maybe there will be a good film. Maybe, maybe we could check out the other films. Maybe movie. we should make a film.
1: We should we make, make a thing. film.
0: <laughs> Anyone can make a movie. Now. it's YouTube, right? <laughs> Anyone right. can make a podcast. Look at us. We're making a podcast. So, but yeah, uh, Billy, you know, I saw a, I recently watched, it went viral on YouTube. It was like Woody Allen and Billy Graham on TV. I think Woody Allen had a show and he had Billy Graham on. Okay, And they like really hit it off well. And people kind of, it was during like the, the height of political season to show that two opposites can, can get along and look, why can't we be civil like this anymore uh, and I kind of get you know it's kind of a good analogy I guess, but I just up. I just liked it for itself. It was Woody Allen, Billy Graham, they're talking and and like Woody Allen's like asking him, uh, kind of poking at him. A little, but yeah, I mean he he didn't go overboard
1: in a respectful way.
0: He like, he he yeah. kind of jabbed in a respectful way about his religion and his faith, and Billy Graham would answer. And uh, I mean I grew I actually loved Woody Allen movie. I mean I remember like I was in like <laughs> I was in sixth grade and a family friend of ours told me to watch Take the Money and Run with Woody Allen and he, he let me the video. it was like one of his early films where he's he's an escaped prisoner and he keeps escaping prison and he, it's all these silly ways that he does it and there's a part where he's in a chain gang and the whole chain gang escapes and they have to run but they're all chained <laughs> together and they're all like they're all like another spoiler for this movie Take the Money they're like they they find this they're, it's like, they're out in the country and they come across a house and there's a lady there and he's like, you need to hide us. And then, like, they all, and then, like, the cop shows up and he comes in. And I think they must have changed their outfits or something, but they're all still chained together and they're all just, like, kind of huddled together and kind of all walking and moving at the same <laughs> And the cop doesn't notice anything. <laughs> There's just a lot of, it was just a, funny. It was early Woody Allen.
1: This reminds me of, like, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And then a little bit, you know, the chain gang. Yeah, yeah, when they escaped.
0: And, uh, so that was, a, but anyways, yeah, Woody Allen and Billy Graham, I never knew they had like an interview together talked talk together, you know, but it was a really like, yeah, we could do like a Billy Graham thing in the future. Just roll you
1: know? in, just roll the timeline down. Yeah,
0: roll it. just. And you know, this is a big thing. I mean, if we're doing a Protestant history podcast, mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole side of process. I mean, uh, that he, some of the uh, academics, scholars, write a little bit on this stuff but not too many i mean the whole the whole media minister figure yeah that's such a thing as far as especially protestant history in north america and in our recent i mean it's such a big from joel Osteen to billy graham to well especially because
1: like you know most most christians aren't going to have the time And take or take the time rather to to read deeply these these theological works. So what do they believe? Well, they believe the stuff stuff they're
0: hearing and seeing, right? And uh, And popular level theology. Popular level theology, and there are good there are good things in popular level theology. Yeah, there are. I found many good things, Um, and so you know, kind of a note to my fellow good theological Anglicans or, or my good theologian pals and buddies, and I'm sure many of us have come across this themselves, that there is some good things in in popular devotional material and pop pop theology, I guess you could say, popular religion. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people are well are well versed in Scripture in ways uh, that are you know, more than some of the people that, you know, some, some of the scholars, right? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they just, like, the Bible is their book. It's the thing yeah. they carry around with them everywhere. Uh, it informs everything, you know, and uh, and so yeah. Um, I think you know, covering this kind of material is always good. So, closing note: um, you uh, mentioned a passage from Philippians. You're gonna
1: Philippians 118 Pull it up real quick. Philippians 118
0: Yes. Uh... And and as as Stephen's looking this up, uh, he he brought this up earlier. When We were discussing Amy McPherson. I don't remember what we were talking about with Amy. Talk brought how, up this passage.
1: Yeah, how difficult it is to and you know, to parse out someone like Amy McPherson. Is she is she, you know, should we be cynical about her or should we think that she's she did good things and, and how do we how do we reconcile that? And I was reminded of Philippians one eighteen. Um, Paul's talking about people that are preaching the gospel to the Philippians and that are throwing him under the bus and that are uh, basically ridiculing him uh, and you know, saying he's not really a, uh, an apostle and all sorts of things to try and get his, his people to be their people. Right. And he caps off this talk about these folks and says, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of that, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. And so when we're looking at someone like, like Sister Amy we don't you know it's not it's not up to us to figure out whether her motives were good or bad it's not up to us to figure out whether or not um you know she was she was a a good person or a bad person what we're supposed to do is say hey was jesus being preached and did people come to know him through her ministry and if the answer is yes and it sure seems to be yes then okay we'll rejoice
0: and i think the answer is yes i think she brought many people to christ um and it also brings up uh Before we close, another note in the history of the church. In the early years of the church, uh, as the church was establishing what it believed, as the church was trying to faithfully articulate um, and exegete the scriptures and base their teaching and doctrine on what the scriptures taught, uh, they battled a lot of things known as heresies, um, uh, things they deemed as false teachings or misinterpretations or distortions of what uh, of the intended faith. And one big heresy was donatism. Donatism was the belief that the validity of the sacraments or the validity of preaching uh, are called into question when the priest or the pastor, the celebrant, has fallen away from the faith or were morally questionable. This debate arose against the backdrop of many Christian leaders actually renouncing their own faith to save their own lives in these early years of the church during the early persecutions of Christians, so the persecutions many of them were facing. St. Augustine resolves this by saying both the validity and the efficacy of the sacraments and of preaching are not based on the worthiness of the person doing them, the validity is based on God alone and the efficacy of is derived from the sacrament being in the context of the Church of Believers. And in very simple, non-theological language, that means God uses messed up people. And we're all messed up. That's right. Ourselves included. (laughs) So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks,
1: Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for it's being on. This, this
0: is great. Um, I'll go we've... learn a
1: lot about Billy Graham. next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to give you homework, I'm... <laughs> but
0: that I feel like I would enjoy that a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I like Amy, but there's so much and there's so much chronology. Billy Graham's just—he's kind of just like heaven to the years and mm-hmm. to like, oh, what a great story, what a great yeah. preaching, you know, you know. So, yeah. All right god bless take care uh we will uh be back on our next episode we have dr j stephen edwards coming to talk about uh the uh shortest reigning monarch in british history queen jane gray who is normally uh seen through the lens of protestant martyrology and uh he will clarify some of these um Uh, different interpretations we've had of her over the years. And so we uh, uh, look forward to having him on and we look forward to having you tune in with us again. God bless. Have a great night and uh, take care. Hi, and thank you for listening. This is Reverend Andrew Christensen again. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to check out our previous episodes of Dolph Protest Too Much. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or another streaming service that lets you rate and review our show, please do so. Five stars, one star, however you honestly feel, we can take it and would love and appreciate your feedback. Also, for any further questions or suggestions for our show, please email me at podcast at gmail.com. God bless your day.